Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, and we are honored, truly honored, to have with us again today Judge Andrew Napolitano, and he is by far, nobody, nobody says what Judge Napolitano says with the judicial authority. And besides him coming on, of course, every Wednesday with me, Salenti and the judge, you're really going to have to check out his website. The people he has on and the things that he's talking about, there's nothing like it. And it's called Judging Freedom. And this is from the judge. And he is a man of freedom, peace, justice, integrity, passion. So go to Judging Freedom to see more of Judge Andrew Napolitano and the guests he has on. And he's going to have, he has some, oh, the, blow your mind. And we have today, Judge, you know, one of the things that you just, one of your articles is coming out about, um, you call it the Torturer's Apprentice. And it's basically a, again, the Supreme Court and dismissing a case brought by a detainee at the U.S. Naval Base at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba against the Department of Justice because the government claimed the information sought in the case, <laughs> I love it, was a state secret. Even though that information has been publicly revealed by the participants, by the victim, by a court in uh, uh, Brussels, and by Polish prosecutors for 20 years, the Supreme Court is allowing the government of the United States of America, which facilitated the torture of this detainee. By the way, at the end of two years of torture, the CIA said to the Bush administration, this guy's not an Al-Qaeda, and he has no actionable information. We tortured the wrong guy. And he's still in Guantanamo? And he's still in Guantanamo Bay. He's been in captivity for 20 years, and no criminal charges filed against him. Why should the average American be worried about this? Yeah. Because if the government can torture someone and then persuade the Supreme Court that the act of torture, the physical things they did to him, and the names of the torturers are somehow state secrets, if the government can do that, then the government can do and get away with anything which is why I titled that The Torturer's Apprentice. The Torturer's Apprentice is the Supreme Court of the United States, which is in the lap of the deep state bureaucrats and torturers that it would permit this to happen and not permit litigation about it merely because the government calls it a secret. The government says in wartime, our power of secrecy is enhanced. What war? The Afghanistan war is over. The torture took place 20 years ago. The psychologists who orchestrated the torture wrote a book about it and went on Fox News and discussed it. The names of the torturers have been public all over Europe for 20 years, and the Supreme Court is still letting the American gov government deny it. You know, it's, um, this is the American government, by the way, that brings freedom and democracies to, to countries around the world, <laughs> starting wars, you know, killing people to bring freedom and democracy I'm when we don't have it here. I'm waiting for a film crew. Actually, anybody could do this to show films of the invasion and destruction of Iraq and say, look at what the Russians are doing in Ukraine. 
And everybody goes, yeah, it's terrible. Ah, it's George W. Bush in Iraq. It's not the Russians in Ukraine. It's the same damn thing. In fact, it's even worse. Much worse. Look, they're allowing the people to leave. You know, again, I'm, both of us are totally against the war. Correct. To make that, make that clear to everybody, Absolutely. we are totally against the war. However, the hypocrisy out there is in front of everybody's eyes. And you think about Guantanamo and torture. Oh, and this guy writes a book about it? How proud he must have been, huh? He boasted about it. Um, my former bosses would not let me interview him because they thought I was going to bite his head off. And so he got some softball uh, interviews. I, I don't even remember his name. It's two uh, psychologists. And when, when this detainee, a guy that most people probably never heard of, named Abu Zubaida, I don't even know if that's his real name, uh, when he pressed his case from Guantanamo in the European um, Criminal Court, European Court of Human Rights, against the Polish torturers. Remember, he's tortured in Poland with American CIA agents there watching and directing, and the two psychologists there watching and directing. He brought a criminal case against all of them. The criminal case against the Americans, 15 CIA agents and two psychologists, was dismissed because they weren't physically in the court. <laughs> the Polish intelligence agents who actually touched his body and performed the torture were found guilty, except the European court transferred it back to Poland for a criminal prosecution in Poland. So the people that are gonna suffer for this are the victim who was tortured, at the end of which they said we, we tortured the wrong guy, the Polish uh, in agents who did the torturing, not the 15 CIA agents who orchestrated it, and not the two American psychologists who, who crafted it. They are free to write books and make money off it. Meanwhile, this poor person is still in Guantanamo. Hey, hey, hey um, Merrick Garland, if you're listening to this, Attorney General Garland uh, and Secretary of Defense uh, Austin, this guy is, you have no right to keep him uh, in jail. You haven't charged him with anything. He's been there for 20 years. That's wrong. It's not America. No. Well, it is the America. It's not the Constitution you guys swore to uphold. Yeah. It is the America of today. I mean, they've robbed us of our rights and continue to do it. And they have a murderous track record. And these aren't psychologists. They're psychopaths. Yes, you're right. Psychologists. They're arrogant little boys. They're arrogant little boys. And they think they know better than everybody. And what did that guy do with that? Quote, psychologist, he was there during the torture, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Psychologist. Absolutely. A psychopathic piece of garbage. Well, that Pete, those pieces of garbage cannot go to Europe, or they will be arrested and brought before this court, and the case will be uh, expanded. The CIA guys know that. I don't know if the psychologists know it. They've probably been warned about it by the... CIA, you violated international yeah. law. So don't go to countries where international law is enforced. It won't be enforced in the United States because you worked for the government. You worked for the Bush administration. Maybe George W. gave you immunity. I don't know, but he can't and couldn't have given immunity for the violation of international law. So this uh, international court has been agreed to 
by every civilized country on the planet, except for, are you ready this? Russia, Ukraine, China, North Korea, and the United States. Uh. Everybody else has agreed to be subject to this uh, court that enforces international law against war criminals and torturers. And talk about war criminals, you know, what's going on now with this war in Ukraine. And I have to tell you, the media in America has taken such a one-sided view of this in that America is the champion of freedom. Every paper I pick up, every day, all the headlines about the civilians being killed. They didn't do this in the Iraq war. They never showed pictures of dead civilians. Never. Never. And how many did America kill, according to some of them? Over a million people in Iraq were killed? About well, there's, there's two estimates. The low estimate is 850,000. The high estimate is, is a million and a half. If you split the difference, you're right. It's a little bit more than a million. And then um, how about innocent, Syria? Innocent human beings slaughtered by George W. Bush on the pretense and the pretext that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, which we have. And of course, it turned out he didn't have them. And you had on your show a real man, uh, Phil Giraldi, a former uh, CIA agent, saying how he quit. You asked him, what made you leave the CIA? Phil Giraldi is a great human being. And for those of us, for those listening and watching to us now, you, you know he's a friend of Gerald's, a friend of mine, and a friend of freedom. Yeah. He does more good by exposing the government's secrets than anybody else I know. He's a great man. He's brilliant. And he is the, he is the incarnation of personal courage. And, and you could see this on Judge Napolitano's podcast, Judging Freedom. And you have to see this interview. I have and, to uh, tell you, uh, Gerald, it was, it, was, it was huge. And, you know, Phil... Like you, he's got his own followers. He sent the tape everywhere. And, and more and more people subscribed to Judging Freedom just because they saw Phil and me. He's a great human being. And, and he talked about he left the CIA because they knew, the CIA guys knew that it was lies. Correct. And that little low life, where, that, where is that little garbage boy tenant? Where is he now? I, I don't know where he is now. George W. Bush is painting his own toenails. Now, I'm not exaggerating. George W. Bush paints watercolors. He painted a watercolor of himself naked in a bathtub. So all he painted were his toenails and toes popping out of the water. This is what the former president, war criminal, who led us into a profoundly unjust war has been reduced to today. Yeah. And again, we got, it, it, we're going back to this, this, this Ukraine war. Number one, it's none of my business. Agreed. I'm an American. What was that place about 6,000 miles away from here? Yeah. It's not my, the, the, was it the, the, the Russia and Ukraine going back and forth with centuries? And on the, that's not our issue. And we can't fix anything. Oh, you did a great job in, in Iraq. Wonderful job in Syria. Oh, they only killed about 600,000 uh, Syrian civilians. Yeah. Terrific job in Libya. NATO, NATO, NATO in Libya, NATO in Yugoslavia, NATO in Iraq, NATO in Afghanistan. And now NATO, again, as we detail, as you, you know, again, 
going back to the Trends Journal in 2014, how the United States launched the coup against uh, the democratically elected government of Yanukovych in Ukraine. You know, this, this America bringing freedom, we're bringing murder, and now they got these sanctions. First of all, before I go into this, America hasn't won a war since World War II. Anybody out there listening, anybody out there listening, you tell me one, one, one thing that the federal government does so brilliantly that makes our life better. One thing. Well, and now, one thing they do well doesn't make our life better. They kill. They kill. And now, and now these same moronic, imbecilic, psychopathic, pathological, lying bastards, and to be equal, bitches, are now, we're going to put sanctions on Russia. The sanctions are profoundly immoral and utterly unconstitutional because they consist in intentionally inflicting economic harm, interfering with contractual relationships on innocent people that have nothing to do with this. So you're a friend of Vladimir Putin. So you were lucky and fortunate in life and you made a lot of money. So you built yourself a yacht worth a half a billion dollars. The biggest yacht in the world, you get a kick out of this, was seized by the Carabinieri in the Bay of Naples last week. Of all places, what? Yeah, the CIA called the Carabinieri and said, seize this guy's yacht. What did he do? He's a friend of Putin. Seize the yacht. They seized the yacht. This guy no more caused the war in Ukraine than you and I have. And how about American oil companies wanting to buy oil from Russia? They signed a contract, a binding agreement. The government is prohibited from interfering with contracts. Yet, in the Obama years, the government passed two statutes, the International Economic Emergency Act and the Magnitsky Act, which allow the President of the United States to punish any foreigner he wants that he and he alone deems violates human rights. And if you are punished, and if they seize your property, in order to get it back, you have to come to the United States and prove that you did not impair human rights. This is turning the Constitution on its head. This is punishment before trial. This is like Alice in Wonderland. But that's what this statute, which has never been tested in the courts, allows Joe Biden or, or any president. Candidly, Donald Trump used this statute as well. This is what this statute allows any president to do. It's profoundly un-American and unconstitutional. Everyone listening, what you just heard, you're not going to hear anywhere else. Again, there's nobody with the judicial authority that speaks like this. And the bottom line of this all is, we have lost our freedom as Americans. This isn't the country of our founding fathers. This has become more, is becoming more and more like a dictatorship when you say to me to the audience that they passed the bill and the president can do this and the president could do that and I could kill, I'm the president, I could kill anybody I want around the world? Is that, is that what they're saying? Well, there's not from these statutes, but every president since George W. Bush has taken the position that they can send drones to kill anybody uh, that they want around the world. I mean, Barack Obama took this to the most extreme because he killed two Americans. Uh, President Bush 
uh, killed a, a, an Iranian general who was going to have lunch to talk about peace in Iraq with an Iraqi colleague of his. They just blew him away. Oh, Trump. All this stuff is immoral, unconstitutional, criminal, and a violation of international law. And the only people that suffer are the victims. The perpetrators never get caught and, and, and never, get, uh, never get prosecuted. Uh, Joe Biden is using economics to kill innocent people. I don't think he intends to kill, but the byproduct of what he's doing is harming poor middle-class Europeans and eventually Americans profoundly. Look, one way to look at this is the United States is at war with Russia. It's a proxy war, but we are at war with Russia. We don't have boots on the ground. We have billions in equipment there, and we have billions more coming. What's the next step? The next step will be for some Russian tank commander to look at his GPS wrong and to launch some uh, missiles over to Poland, to an airfield in Poland, right over the Ukraine-Poland border, where we have a billion dollars worth of equipment to destroy that equipment before it's used against the Russians. Then Poland's involved, then NATO's involved, then the U.S. is involved. That's the hair trigger, the hair's breadth that we are away at this moment from World War III, Gerald. You've been warning about this for a long time. Hair's breadth away from World War III. You know, it was, was, it, it was Trump that killed Soleimani, right? The, Correct. Uh, yep. Trump got very angry at me when I ripped into it, but it was a killing. It was a murder. Murder. And he's going there for peace. Correct. Correct. You know, what you're, what everybody really has to listen to what's going on here, and we have to do something to stop this. You know, the cover of this week's Trends Journal is negotiate for peace or rest in peace. Right. It's a, dyn it's a dynamite one-liner. Nobody writes one-liners better than you, Gerald Salenti. I'm not saying that because we're friends. It's true. It's a dynamite one-liner. Negotiate well, for peace or rest in peace. Well, I have to tell you, that was became between... Anthony Frieda, the artist, and I, you know, we, we, we both discussed this, and I came up with the, first I had, we, we, I came up with the negotiate for peace, and then he had, boom, right out of his mouth, he said, or oh, rest in peace. There you go. And he's, uh, and so that's what we have to do, because, <clears throat> again, you, you said that Trump, uh, uh, not Trump, Biden, something about that he doesn't want to commit murder or something like that. I forgot the exact words oh, you I said. Oh, I think I said, you know, the, the sanctions are causing people to die. I don't think he is intending for them to die because the people that are dying are not Russian soldiers. They're, they're dying because the Ukrainians are defending their homeland. People that are dying is because they can't, the, the ruble is worth a penny. I mean, you can't yeah. buy anything in Moscow. You can't buy a loaf of bread. And it's going to be like the Weimar Republic where you brought a wheelbarrow of cash to the grocer and left with a loaf of bread. And talking about but Biden not wanting people to die, I don't think there was a war that guy didn't love or vote for. Well, they do love war. Yeah. So when you, yeah, uh, and that's killing. So he's a killer, as I see it. The mentality is the same. The only president in the modern era that, in my opinion, did not have that mentality is Donald Trump, because he was not part of the establishment, even though he did kill innocents. But and, the mentality yeah. that Biden has... It's the same as George W. and the same as Barack Obama. We'll kill whoever we want uh, because it makes us look like we're doing something. Yeah. And, and going back to Biden and these sanctions, and you mentioned what's, how it's hurting the Russians, 
It's hurting everybody. Hey, everybody, isn't it great when you fill up your gas tank and it costs all that dough? Right. That's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, look at the prices are skyrocketing. Inflation's going up. Prices are skyrocketing. Yes. These are morons. They're imbeciles. Again, nothing they do, the government does, comes out with a happy ending. This is moronic. It's not going to hurt Putin. It's not going to hurt the richer people. It will only hurt we, the people, across the planet. And by the way, President Xi of China came out and said that exactly almost what I'm saying now, that these sanctions are not, these sanctions are hurting the world. They're not hurting just the Russians. Well, I, there, you know, there's no, there's no end planned for this. No. I mean, if, it's almost inconceivable that the Ukrainians could win this. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. It could become like a Vietnam where the Vietnamese beat, beat the Americans. But, but how does this end? Yeah. I mean, Shell and Exxon are losing billions because the government interfered with their contracts. When will they be able to reap the benefits of Russian oil? Or, stated differently, when will Joe kick away his left flank of eco-crazies and allow oil drilling here in the U.S. so that we become oil independent and we don't need anybody's oil. Again, going back to what, what they're doing is totally going to make a bad situation much worse. Yes. Inflation is skyrocketing. But there's one good thing about this. What's that, Gerald? Well, McDonald's. Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola said they're going to be pulling out of Russia. So now the Russian people will be healthier for not eating that crap. Yes. <laughs> hey, Judge, thank you so much. Everybody, 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 go to Judge Napolitano's site, Judging Freedom. You're going to find information there that you won't see anywhere else. And what you're hearing now is coming from a judicial authority like none other in the United States that speaks out for freedom, peace, and justice. Gerald see Day, you next week, Judge. Eastern, the inimitable Roger Stone on judging freedom. When's that going to be? Two o'clock Eastern today. Okay, Watch Judge. Thanks so much. Thank you, Gerald. All the best. All the best.